common sense. It's not so common anymore. That's why we need Scott Inez more than ever. It's time for Inez Says. And I welcome you back to the Inez Says podcast. I am Scott Inez. Thanks for being here today. You can find the podcast all over the place, including Spotify. You can find it right there in Apple Podcasts and, of course, the WDBO app. And, of course, you can join me on the radio every single weekday morning for Orlando's Morning News, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580 in Orlando. Stream us there in the WDBO app. So last week, the 50th annual March for Life was held in Washington, D.C. At least 50,000 people showed up, as they do every year, to literally march for life to give voice to the voiceless to bring attention to the millions upon millions of babies who have been killed since Roe v. Wade was instituted in the early 1970s. Well, this year's March for Life was a little bit different than the previous 49. This year's March wasn't as much about protest, but a celebration that last year the Supreme Court sent the abortion issue back to the individual states. So there in Washington, D.C., among the 50,000 protesters was Tony Dungy, Now, if you're not familiar with Tony Dungy, he is a former all-pro defensive back for some of those great Pittsburgh Steelers teams of the 70s. He's also a former Super Bowl winning coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Indianapolis Colts as well. And Tony Dungy has moved on to become one of the top NFL analysts on television working for NBC. He also happens to be a very strong evangelical Christian voice in America today. The man has authored several faith-based books and really is a voice of light in, frankly, a nation that has become full of dark. So this past Friday, Tony Dungy addressed the 50,000 or so March for Life folks there in Washington. And here's in part what he said. It's amazing to me that God actually used football to shine some light on the subject of life for all of us. Three weeks ago, during a game in Cincinnati, something happened that impacted our entire country. A young man named DeMar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills made a routine tackle and his heart stopped beating right on the field. It could have been tragic, but something miraculous happened. The team medical staff rushed out. They got DeMar's heart started again. But you know what? That wasn't the miracle. The real miracle was the reaction of everyone to that. The announcers on the broadcast, what did they say? All we can do is pray. And all across the country, people started praying. Laura and I, we were having dinner with friends of ours and we stopped what we were doing and we prayed right there. And it continued. The next week at every stadium in the NFL, teams got together and prayed and it was amazing. Well, those prayers were answered. DeMar's recovering now, he's home. He's been released from the hospital. But what's the lesson in that? You know, an unbelievable thing happened that night, a professional football game with millions of dollars of ticket money and advertising money on the line. That game was canceled. Why? Because a life was at stake. And people wanted to see that life saved. Even people who aren't necessarily religious got together and called on God. Well, that should be encouraging to us because that's exactly why we're here today. Because every day in this country, innocent lives are at stake. And the only difference is They don't belong to a famous athlete, 
and they're not seen on national TV. But those lives are still important to God and in God's eyes. Psalm 139 tells us that God is watching every one of these young bodies as they're growing in their mother's womb because he placed them there. Now, we know that there are a lot of people in this country that don't believe that. They don't see these babies as being important. They don't even see them as lives. So what can we do about that? Well, I think we have to take a lesson from Damar's story. We have to pray. Wonderful speech. Lasted about four minutes. That was part of it. Wonderful speech of hope by Tony Dungy there at the March for Life in Washington, D.C. on Friday. But in our nation today, in our nation today, we have many, many forces out there that don't see that speech the same way I did. Okay, case in point, the media. One of my favorite things to do here on the Inez Says podcast is to bang on the legacy media for its groupthink and its progressive activism. You know my thoughts about journalism by now. If you've been listening to the podcast, it's virtually dead, and it is dead at a time when this country needs it the most. Because without somebody calling balls and strikes properly, the game is being dominated by one side, and that would be the liberal Democrat side. Go ahead and check out some of the stories about Russia, Russia, Russia collusion. Has anybody been held accountable for those four years of outright lying to the American people? I can answer that question. No. Adam Schiff is still a Schiff show, and people like Eric Swalwell continue to roam congressional halls. Look at the Twitter files dumps. They clearly show, clearly show that those in the federal government, the deep state, if you will, conspired to suppress information to influence an election. It's right there in black and white. So there's this guy by the name of Dave Zirin. Dave Zirin is the sports editor for The Nation. And after this guy Zirin discovered that Tony Dungy would be attending the March for Life in D.C. last week, Zirin absolutely ripped the Hall of Famer a new one. Here's part of what this guy wrote. Zirin called Dungy a, quote, right-wing zealot, a right-wing zealot and an extremist on Twitter. And in his piece... He used Dungy's views on abortion as an example of extremism. Extre Speaking up for life is extreme today in the United States of America. Zirin also wrote that Dungy's outspokenness on his conservative beliefs confuses some fans, he says. After all, he says, this is the same Dungy who was a widely admired trailblazer as the first black coach to win an NFL title. He says Dungy should feel shame. Mr. Zirin then goes on to claim that socially progressive companies like the NFL and NBC not only coddle but celebrate Dungy's, quote, right-wing extremism. And believe me, folks, this dude Zirin is not the only one who criticized Tony Dungy for marching for life last week. Keith Olbermann, there he is again, Mr. Olbermann, who loves to vilify the right is full of hate when indeed he's the one full of hate. He wrote on Twitter, Dear NBC Sports, if you have any remaining concern for your operational reputation, fire Tony Dungy now. He is using you, Olbermann said. And there have been many others on Twitter as well, ripping Dungy to shreds for attending, simply for attending the March of Life. There is no moral compass anymore. And I could very well argue that at the root of the secular world's criticism of Tony Dungy is a deep-seated hate for Christianity. We'll tackle that topic, I'm sure, in a future Inez Says podcast. But to denigrate Tony Dungy for giving a voice to the voiceless last Friday in Washington, D.C. Remember, 
Over 1 million babies per year have been butchered since Roe v. Wade was instituted back in the early 70s. This, to me, is the secular media at its absolute worst. And yet, this is the norm now. This is the groupthink that we're seeing all over the country. The left demonizes any and all dissenters as extremists. You just heard that, right? Fascists, racists, bigots, homophobes, transphobes. Argument used to be an art form. Like, argument with me does not mean, okay, yell at me. It means converse with me and try to alter my opinion. I'm never opposed to good argument, but what you see from the media and really from a good portion of society today in America is the silencing of all viewpoints that do not correspond to their secular viewpoint. So they label people like Tony Dungy as a right-wing extremist. Why? Because he wants to stop human beings from being ripped from their mother's wombs? That's extremism in America in 2023? Really? It's insanity. But such is life today. Human life inside and outside of the womb is sacred. Killing the unborn is immoral. To me, it is murder. But that view is now being considered right-wing extremism? That's how far we've slipped in our country today. That's going to do it for the Inez Says Podcast. Appreciate you being here. You can find the podcast in Apple Podcasts. You can find it in Spotify and, of course, the WDBO app. And check me out on the radio every single weekday morning for Orlando's Morning News, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO, 107.3 FM and AM 580. I'll see you next time.